Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay, jury, daily.com. Nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justin Robert Young Podcast. My name is Justin Robert Young. Here are the stories for December 16th, 2019. The New York Post interviewed Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> now, I know some of you guys like it when I get inside kind of news righty. So let me just give you an example of editorial style. So this is a style by which the newspaper has. Because for readers, you know the brand of the paper. You know the voice of the paper far more than you know the voice of the writer. Writers, by and large, whether or not they want to admit it, are, are kind of like disposable. So the New York Post obviously has a very snide, aggressive tone. Some papers have more of this than others. But the Post very much has that, right? It's a lot like, uh, in terms of a more modern example, like Gawker. All the Gawker sites had a specific tone and some would be dialed up more some would be dialed down a little less but there was always this sort of freewheeling thumb in the eye kind of tone so let me give you an example of what happens when a writer very 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 much wants to use every inch of that snide tone license to just destroy somebody that she had a very difficult interview with. I'm just going to read... Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read four paragraphs here. More than 80 women have accused him of sex assault or harassment, but for Harvey Weinstein, it's still all about himself. The alleged serial sex predator and disgraced Hollywood producer whined to the Post in an exclusive interview that he should be remembered for doing more professionally for women than anyone in history, rather than the slew of sickening accusations against him. The fallen Tinseltown kingmaker appeared so clueless that he even boasted about what a lucrative contract he once gave to Gwyneth Paltrow, one of his alleged victims. And now I add editorially, here's the money line quote i feel like a forgotten man end quote the 37 year old alleged rapist griped last week <laughs> oh the 67 year old alleged rapist griped wow there are some times where you just read words and you're like damn words can 
fucking slice. And granted, no one's going to feel bad for Harvey Weinstein. So we are just marveling at the the uh, cinematic brutality of these words. But uh, wow, that one, uh, I, I got to say, I'm going to just go and take a wild guess and say that Rebecca Rosenberg, who wrote that, has to just feel, oh, so good as she's typing those out. All right, here's the story. Longtime guitarist John Frusciante is returning to rejoin the Red Hot Chili Peppers. John Frusciante has been in and out of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He has been there for many of their biggest successes. But I don't really want to talk about John Frusciante. I want to talk about the fact that I was on the way to the airport not too long ago, and I heard the song Around the World by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, this is one of our favorite bits here on this show. When is this song going to be canceled? If you don't remember Around the World by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, it's very much, I mean, look, uh, uh, that was the beginning of Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of like Aerosmith in the 90s phase where there was this like spark of an amazing band and they still can do 90% of what it is, but especially lyrically, they realized that, oh, wait, no, let's just be a parody of ourselves. So what in... Blood Sugar Sex Magic or One Hot Minute or something like that was the kind of dreamy yet rambly lyrics of Anthony Kiedis. By the time Californication rolls around, this is very much... I mean, like, there is a fine line between being a parody of yourself and then understanding that the people want a Big Mac This was Red Hot Chili Peppers' understanding that the people wanted a Big Mac. They wanted big, loud, unintelligible lyrics. And so around the world is him doing that, and he's talking about various places that are around the world, and none of it makes a tremendous amount of sense. But then I heard this line. This is on the radio, on the Uber, on the way to the airport. Last week, I remember that this part of the song is in there. According to Anthony Kiedis' book, Scar Tissue, he admits that ding, dang, dong, dang, ding, dong, dong, ding, dang is not translatable to any language. All right. He says that initially that was part of the temp track that was there when they had a melody, but they didn't have full lyrics for the song when they removed it for the uh, actual lyrics, Flea's daughter complained because she missed the ding-dangs. But 
considering it's a song about being around the world, considering that the entire point of the song is shouting out different cultures and people, and considering that this is not like digga ding dang a bang a ding digga dang. Like this sounds like somebody trying to do an impression of what a Mandarin language, a Mandarin speaker sounds like to somebody who does not know Mandarin, something that has been almost universally deemed to be a racial offense. I mean, let's let's remember that there are, uh, you know, Rosie O'Donnell, Stephen Colbert. People have gotten in trouble for this stuff before. I guess my question is, is it, should it be canceled? Or will it? I guess you want to know what? Not should it, will it? Let's Because let's all understand that this does not rest in our hands. <laughs> this rests in the hands of the hive mind. Will it be canceled? News! And speaking of cancel culture... We have, uh, I don't know, I don't know where this falls on on whether somebody was canceled or not canceled. Here's what happened. The Hallmark Channel, which becomes, it, it is really an amazing transformation that the Hallmark Channel has really found this niche of just like for two months of the year dominating a, a certain element of our culture with just repetitive, ridiculous, awful Christmas movies. But for some people, they just love it. They can't get enough of it. They eat it up. So during this big season, you know, I assume that Hallmark, this is their big advertising revenue season. They know that they're going to sell a ton of ads for high prices because this is when people are watching the Hallmark channel. They want to just turn on this channel and just have the same Christmas movie where... Somebody is, you know, moves to town, but he used to be a billionaire, but also he makes peppermint cakes and the movie's called Peppermint Cakes. And uh, he he hires, he's down to his last money and he hires some lady because she actually makes the local peppermint cakes. And the next thing you know, they, I don't know, uh, in, 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 a, in a sexless romance, they wind up getting married at the end. That's what I imagine the plot of every Hallmark movie is. Peppermint Cakes 2, of course, takes a radical departure, but we'll get to that in a second. In between Peppermint Cakes, you might have seen an ad for Zola. It is a wedding planning company that apparently, at least on some level, is marketing towards same-sex marriages. And so there is a commercial with lesbians kissing, because that's what you that's what happens at a lesbian wedding. <laughs> when they kiss the bride, they kiss the bride. Much like a heterosexual wedding. I don't know why I'm staying so long on this fact. Hallmark Channel banned the ads because of pressure brought on to them by a Facebook group called One Million Moms. There are apparently less than one million people in the Facebook group. Let's table that conversation for a later date. In the meanwhile, William Shatner, Ellen DeGeneres got in on this and now Hallmark has reversed course. They will allow the ads to run. And Zola, which had previously said they will no longer advertise with the Hallmark Channel, now says that they will. In general, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, opinions when it comes to how 
the you know corporate class uh, comports themselves because they're so scared they're just scared little babies and somebody yells and they run in one direction and then somebody else yells and they run in the other direction this is just what corporate america is so the idea that the hallmark channel while they are at their biggest most prosperous moment of the year would be terrified by a facebook group only to then realize that their overcorrection has left them terrified as Ellen DeGeneres has uh, uh, levied her mighty social media crosshairs on them, then it, it I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm glad that they're allowing the ads on there because personally, I think the ads should be on there. But I don't know who wins. Who does win? I don't think anybody really wins. Now, do they? All right. I want to thank my producers, the Jed, non-specific, rock and roll Martian, Stephen, well, James, the OG Brito, well, and Chris. You can email me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young. And you can join our Discord if you head on over to bit.ly slash jurydiscord. I want to thank Sunbun, who brought us not only the Red Hot Chili Pepper story, but also the Hallmark story. And I also want to thank MacBook Pro, who brought us the Harvey Weinstein story. If you want to submit a story, head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash jurydiscord, and enter your story in the Jury Stories channel. Until tomorrow, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying, please, give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more importantly, please, don't die! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>